All right, so welcome to another episode of RNE's Nursing Made Easy. I am your host, Nurse Eads, and today we're exploring the intricate world of homeostasis and the compensatory mechanism within the human body. And I did a little bit about this before, but I'm going to go into explaining more about um, looking at the body as a seesaw, uh, trying to maintain, maintain stability, and how it constantly works together to keep things balanced. And so when something goes awry, our vital organs jump in. Um, and they take action to try to compensate. So we're going to dive in a little bit more as to how this happens. So one of the things we start with is starting at the top of our head. And we think about our brains and the hormones. And so when you go back to anatomy and physiology, you, you know that there are certain parts of the brain and they have their purpose. In the compensatory mechanism, the hypothalamus regulates our body temperature, our hunger, and our thirst. When we look at our cerebrum and our cerebellum, they work to control our voluntary movements and balance. The pituitary gland works to release hormones like ACTH, which you'll learn. You don't need to know that right away. And as we go through this journey, we'll talk about it more. Um, but it also affects the adrenal glands. The thyroid gland regulates metabolism. The pancreas controls insulin, affecting blood sugar. And the testes and the ovaries, they produce their own hormones like testosterone and estrogen. And when these things start to malfunction, you will see within your patient that they might have fatigue, weight changes, mood swings and your job as a student is to use especially in fundamentals is to use those vital signs learn about hormones and then learn how to educate your patient now for you in the beginning and fundamentals the biggest thing that you you need to know is i'm monitoring the vital signs i'm monitoring their labs i'm looking at their chart for uh, diagnosis and I'm taking in consideration anatomy and physiology. I'm taking in how the body works to maintain balance. And then I'm recognizing that something is out of balance that requires our attention. That's why they're here. And then as you go on to next semester, we'll build on that. I What I want you to get from this is these are building blocks. Sometimes I realize, and it's not sometimes, now I see it in others, but more so myself. I learned these blocks, these building blocks, and then I discarded them. But these building blocks were necessary for things like fluid electrolyte, which a lot of people were uncomfortable with, um, but also cardiac issues. But if you learn it now, retain it, get an idea of how it works, paint that mental picture and if you have to look at visual picture aids do so but if you can paint those pictures for yourself um, you get a really good idea of what might be going on with your patient or you can see what's going on from the outside when we think about the heart's journey the heart is really the engine that drives our circulatory system it's responsible for pumping blood to the lungs the intestines the kidneys, the lymph vessels, and then back to the heart. And so here's a, a 
quick guide to kind of keep in mind. So blood goes from the heart to the lungs. And as a result, the blood is oxygenated. Blood also goes from the heart to the intestines. And when that happens, nutrients are delivered. When blood goes from the heart to the kidneys, it helps filters waste. When it goes from the heart to the lymph vessels, it's, it helps return fluid back to the blood that's necessary. And then when that cycle is complete, it goes back to the heart and the cycle continues all over again. However, there's some things that happen when that compensatory mechanism begins to fail. So if we think about the five organs that are related to the compensatory mechanism, when those things start to fail, then those organs begin to fail. So when we look at heart failure, if the heart is not uh, doing what it's supposed to do, it can lead to fluid retention. It can affect the electrolyte um, balance, and it can also lead to reduced perfusion. And perfusion is the oxygenation that happens from that oxygenation blood to those tissues and organs. And as a result, it can affect the tissue, integrity of the tissue. So it becomes weak, it can become weak. When you're looking at vital signs as a fundamental nursing student, you're gonna be looking at the heart rate. You're gonna be looking at their blood pressure. You're gonna be looking for symptoms about that basically says the heart's not doing what it's supposed to. If the heart is supposed to uh, perfuse organs and tissues with oxygen, then it's not doing that anymore. So then the body's deprived of oxygen. And so what's gonna happen? Well, the next place it goes to is the lungs. It's gonna become short of breath. It's gonna become fatigue. That oxygen and CO2 is imbalanced. So you might see a level of consciousness change. As a new nurse, what are you thinking? Learning why vital signs are important, learning why it's important to document symptoms, why it's good to do a head-to-toe assessment because you're going to be monitoring them. It's also important to give medication. With medication administration comes responsibilities, which you also learn and fundamentals, and then how to educate them. With the lungs, which is next, respiratory failure can happen. So certain concepts that we're thinking about, and that's what I did with heart failure, some of the concepts include fluid and electrolyte, perfusion, um, and tissue integrity. Respiratory can affect gas exchange. The lungs can't provide enough oxygen. So what are you going to see? Your body's going to want to naturally increase the heart rate with hopes that it can increase the blood circulation so that oxygen can get where it needs to go. Um, it can also result in a low blood pressure. So what are some of the symptoms that you're going to see? If their heart, if their heart rate is increasing, um, but, they, but they also don't have the oxygen because it's trying to do that, then they might have signs that they're short of breath. And if they're short of breath, they're also tired. So again, monitoring them, medication might be needed, patient education. 
So these are the things you're going to be thinking about when you're taking your notes and you're reading. What is my role? What's, what is supposed to happen when things are normal? What happens when it's not normal? What are the heart, lungs, kidneys supposed to be doing? And if it's not doing it or overdoing it, what am I going to be seeing? So moving on to kidney failure. Kidney failure can impair the acid-base balance, which is another concept. It can affect the fluid and electrolyte balance. So some of the things that you might see is that with their vital signs, you're going to see an elevated blood pressure. Other symptoms, because again, fluid and electrolyte imbalance. With fluid, you might see swelling, nausea, or decreased urine input. Oh, I'm sorry, decreased urine output. So your role is checking your patient for swelling, for nausea, looking at their urine output, checking their vital signs, and then supporting them through fluid monitoring, dietary guidance, might be medication. It can also be things like, as you'll learn earlier, I mean, later on, in your nursing program is dialysis. And dialysis is a manual way of assisting the body to remove fluid and toxins from the body. Now moving on to liver failure. Liver failure really impacts the body's ability to metabolize. And so it can also impair their immunity system. So vital signs, you're gonna, they might have a low blood pressure they might be jaundice, which is yellowing of the skin. Some symptoms can include fatigue. Why? Low blood pressure. They're, they're just moving. They're not things. The circulatory system is not doing what it needs to. They can also have um, bruising. Your role, again, medication management, lifestyle guidance, monitoring them. And if they bruise easily, um, and we talk about skin integrity, tissue integrity, we need to be watching them. So what does that mean for you as a fundamental nurse? It means in the very beginning, it is important for you to understand the need for vital signs, the need for monitoring the system, symptoms, even if you're not sure why, and then looking at the big picture looking at their diagnosis, looking at medications, understanding what's happening, what needs to change, what needs to be fixed, what's happening within that body. But again, the compensatory mechanism keeps balance. And when things are balanced, people don't need the hospitals. They don't need us. It's when things become imbalanced. It's usually when that compensatory mechanism fails that they begin to exhibit signs and symptoms. I don't have energy. I'm having difficulty breathing. I'm feeling like my heart rate's going up. I have a headache and my blood pressure's high. Or I was lightheaded and dizzy and my blood pressure was low. They start having those symptoms and then they go to their doctor. Or depending on how severe, they end up in the emergency room. They end up in the unit and they end up with you. So 
the importance is making sure that we understand that vital signs play a vital role in helping us determine the changes that can happen because of that failure of the compensatory mechanism that, that it's reached its limit. So again, what is your role? Assessing symptoms, monitoring vital signs, and making sure that you're administering the right interventions. By understanding homeostasis and the compensatory mechanism, you understand the delicate balance of that seesaw, keeping it level. You play an essential role in recognizing the signs of imbalances and supporting the patient um, when their compensatory mechanism has really reached that limit. Now, there are fundamental nursing skills that are related to homeostasis and the compensatory mechanism, and it's vital for you to understand how that works. And so here are some key nursing skills that align with some of the concepts that we talked about. One, as I mentioned earlier, vital signs, monitoring them, recognizing changes in heart rate, blood pressure, respiratory rate, temperature, can signal imbalances in homeostasis. So what's your role? You need to know what normal vital signs are. Once you know what normal vital signs are, or you know what their patient's baseline is, you know when things are beginning to change. Physical examination. These are things that you learn as a fundamental nurse. How to do a head-to-toe assessment. Observing their skin color, moisture, cap refill, and that's the return of color back to their nails when you squeeze it. Um, and the overall appearance can provide clues as to how they're hydrated, their perfusion, and other homeostatic functions. Looking at laboratory interpretations, understanding the blood tests that are abnormal or the blood tests and why we do them, such as their electrolyte levels, looking at blood gases can reveal if there's an acid-base imbalance or kidney function issues. Using your clinical judgment skills will allow you to recognize abnormalities, those early detections of signs and symptoms that indicate that there's a failure. Decision-making is part of that clinical judgment. What are you gonna do? What are the appropriate interventions to help incorrect those imbalances? These are the things that you're gonna learn. Such intervention skills also include medication administration, providing medication that can assist in maintaining balance, such as diuretics for fluid balance or bronchodilators for respiratory function. When you're managing their fluid, man, um, managing their fluids, you might have to administer or restrict fluid to maintain electrolyte balance and create that homeostasis that they need. You may have to offer them respiratory support that includes oxygen therapy or ventilation support to assist in that gas exchange. With their nutritional support, you're going to make sure that they're getting and managing their diet needs to help support their metabolism, but also their energy balance. Reversing that fatigue. Communication is going to also be a good part of what you're going to be learning in fundamentals as you learn how to provide your patient with education about changing their lifestyles, making those modifications to keep that balance, um, and then making sure that they're complying or adhering to taking their medication. Interprofessional collaboration is definitely going to be necessary because they're going through a lot. 
So you're going to be collaborating with other healthcare providers to ensure that there's a cohesive approach to that care plan um, and, and then keeping those, those balances. So it may be working with um, a respiratory therapist. It may include working with a doctor whose who specialty is with the kidneys or an endocrinologist or just the primary care physician or the, the physician in charge at the time. What about your patient though? What are they needing from you? They're gonna need emotional support. You're gonna to have to help them cope. So there's psychosocial support, assisting the patient in coping with these chronic conditions um, is going to be necessary. It, it, it's going to be difficult for them to wrap their minds around what's happening. But if you can help them see how making changes and modifications can improve their lives and, and, and provide them the, the support and resources, um, then it improves their psychosocial skills. Um, or their psychosocial health. With stress management, you have to recognize, help them recognize and manage their stress, which can also impact the, the physiological functions that include their immunity and their metabolism. So when you're in your fundamental and you're learning communication, communication is gonna be important and how you provide them that emotional support and coping. So make sure that you carry that because that's also going to be on your test is asking you what response by the nurse would be appropriate when um, maybe working with a patient who has a fluid electrolyte balance um, related to heart failure. So you see how that starts to play a role in the nursing, how these little small things that you're going to learn this semester turn into impacting their lives and taking care of bigger things. Um, as they move onward, you're advocating for your patient under those ethical considerations. You act in your patient's best interest because you start to understand what's going on. You're taking that anatomy and physiology. You're taking in that homeostasis, the compensatory mechanism. You're understanding what's wrong with the patient. You're learning how to take vital signs and to see when the body's navigating away, giving you signs and symptoms that something is wrong and then navigating navigating um, by advocacy in the best interest for your patient, upholding ethical principles um, when it comes to decision-making processes and then making sure that you're being culturally sensitive as you recognize that there are cultural differences that might affect that patient's perception of their health, but also um, the balance um, that they need, the changes that they need, the modifications. Your role as a student nurse is always looking at evidence-based practice. You're gonna learn that and you're gonna take that with you, but that's what you're learning when you're in the nursing program. You're learning and continually, continuing to learn and apply latest research and guidelines that provide the best care related to your patient. In summary, what I want you to get from this is that fundamental nursing skills that include assessment, intervention, communication, emotional support, ethics, 
and continuous learning are crucial in managing the homeostasis and the compensatory mechanism. These skills allow you as a student to recognize imbalances early, intervene effectively, and to support the patient in maintaining their overall well-being. Well, thank you again for joining Nurse Seeds on this educational journey. Please stay tuned for more from Nursing Made Easy episodes. Remember one thing, knowledge is power, especially when it helps you care for others. So if you can do anything at all, provide me feedback. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the like with other nursing students, and I'll see you again on another episode.